What's better than a regular happy hour? How about an ultimate happy hour for moms? Martini Mamas podcast is a weekly hangout for modern mamas to discuss mamahood, work-life balance, blended families, and self-care. So whether you're looking for advice, community, or a new bestie, you are in the right place. Cheers. Welcome back to the Martini Mamas podcast. It is your girl, Rika, and you are tuning in to the ultimate happy hour for moms. Today, we're going to be reviewing the book, Bamboozled by Jesus, How God Tricked Me into Living the Life of My Dreams by Yvonne Orji. Now, first of all, if you don't know Yvonne Orji, you are missing out. But either way, I will introduce her to you. Yvonne Orji is a Nigerian-American actress and comedian who moved to the United States at the age of six with her family. She grew up in Laurel, Maryland and graduated from George Washington University with a degree in public health. Although her mom and her dad would rather her be a doctor, she would go on and pursue comedy. She is best known for her role in the television series Insecure, for which she has been nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award and three NAACP Image Awards. And let's not forget, she has two HBO specials, one called Mama, I Made It, and the other, uh, A Whole Me. Let's get into the book. I came across her book. Um, I was like, let me put it on the list. And so it finally came up on the list to read. And I actually listened to it. And I chose to listen to it because she is actually the one that's narrating a book. And for me, when an author narrates their own book, I love it because it, it puts a little oomph on it. You know, just, just sometimes. Sometimes authors just need to let somebody else read it, especially if they can't speak well. But um, I just love to hear it in their voice. Anyways, I wanted to bring this one and shoot it off to you guys, you know, to pour into you guys because I thought there were some good lessons that she put in there. Um, a fun fact about her is she's so deep in her faith that she has remained a virgin all of these years and she holds true that she doesn't want to um, get or have sex until she gets married. And so she has a t-shirt line that says like, keep it locked till I get that rock. Anyways, the first lesson that I want to bring is um, don't doubt God's time to make things happen. And in the book, she takes time to discuss how she had already had a master's degree in public health which was funny because she was like, I don't know how this is going to happen. Number one, I don't want to hear a patient Dr. Orgy <laughs> in a hospital. And number two, she's like, I hate blood. She said, and so when she was praying about different things in her life and which route she should go, um, she heard God's voice say, you know what? comedy. And she was like, comedy. And that had been further from her mind. And especially because her upbringing of her, you know, having African parents is like, you either going to be an engineer or a doctor. And she, and she was like, look, that was the choice that my mom and my dad had for me, but that wasn't God's choice for me. And so she was like, I was 25 year, years old 
When I started, various members of my family tried to convince me that I missed my window of opportunity. They loved reminding me that most people usually start when they're teenagers. And although she had this like late bloom bloomer kind of start in Hollywood, she still turned out to be a successful actress. So much so, um, we have to put Emmy-nominated actress in front of her name now. But I think oftentimes we do second-guess our calling and our purpose because of like it has to happen in this certain time. And for me, that really resonated with me because here I am, 40 years old, and totally switching careers from everything that I've done in the military. My background is HR, but if if I was to tell you, um, since a little girl, I've always loved communications. I've always loved journalism. And now I'm on the path of doing that. But again, I'm 40 years old. And to do that career switch, it does take a lot of faith because you really don't know, like, am I, am I crazy? And lucky for me, I have a supportive partner uh, who sees the bigger picture and knows that, you know, it's it's bigger than me, that this is just not um, just something I want to do. I actually have a passion for it. And so when she said that, like, late start, it's like, yeah, people will look at you crazy when they like, girl, you got like three degrees behind your name. At the time I retired, I had a security clearance and could easily walked into a job and I just really didn't see that happening for my life. And when I sat down and was in those still moments with God, I just had to say, Lord, what are we doing here? And hence I started this podcast, this platform, and and it has man, it it has branded itself to be something different. Um in the last year or so is because I really had to sit down and think about what is it that I want to do. And so ultimately, I want to pour into other women. I want to let them know that the resentment that happens in motherhood, the unfulfilled feelings that happen in motherhood, the I'm, am I too late Thoughts that go through your mind, those are all natural ways to feel, um, especially when you are on a journey to live your life and also raise kids and hold other roles. It's just about, again, living your life. And I wanted to remind people that they can do that. Um, and so it it has been a journey. Let me just say that. And I'll speak to that later on. So she said, I knew I was older, but I also knew that I had a promise from Jesus. And by the grace of God, I am what I am. And he's going to make it do what it do. I think another thing that we have to remember is that we all have different gifts and talents that we bring to the table. Like I said before, Yvonne had a master's in public health, um, but her calling had always been comedy. And even in the book, she admits to like running away from that path. She like, nope, can't be it. Nope, can't be it. And I wonder um, how many of us are in that same boat where it's something that's calling us, but because it doesn't make sense 
in society and because it won't make sense to your family and because it won't make sense to whomever we run away from it. But it's that pull and whatever that pull is, embrace it. I mean, when we embrace fear, you're you're really opening up the doors of possibility. And so when she decided to stand up and do comedy, um, it started while she was at a university. And then after she did a couple of university type things, um, she kind of got her knack for it. And she just let that inner voice guide her. And so the lesson is, is that Although those gifts and talents will have you doing some absurd things to you, to others, it may be the gift that someone else needs. She talks about the timing of it all. When we have our gifts and our talents and we're thinking like, oh, you got to come fast. Remember, there's a process that you have to go through. And sometimes that means that we have to step back and embrace ourselves first before someone else can embrace us. There has to be value added what wherever you find yourself. I think sometimes we do things just for the sake of doing it and we're not practicing being mindful and we're not intentional. But you have to make sure that if you are on a job and you're interning or, you know, you're part of an organization and you're volunteering, even on your job now, are you value added? Oftentimes that there's this misconception if that we're not seated at the highest level that we can't make an impact. She tells the story of how she was on the set with Issa Rae and Issa just kind of said while they were on set, like, man, my feet are cold. So she was like, you know, you want me to get you some socks? And Issa being the person that she is, she's just like, nah, I'll be good. And so when they caught a break, Yvonne was about to say Molly because that's her character. But Yvonne goes and, you know, she she's like, hey, to those who, you know, does like their costumes and things like that. She's like, hey, can we get some socks together um, for Issa? You know, she said her feet are cold. And so they scrambled, got socks and things like that. And she said, even though. I was not going to get any praise out of that situation, right? It had nothing to do with that. It was just saying, hey, we can take care of the people that that are around us and we can add value in situations just as minute as that and make little impacts. She was like, I'm going to always play my role. I'm number two. Issa is number one. And she said, and I had no problem with supporting her in that role. She says, I went from being an unpaid intern to an unpaid volunteer to full-time staff and then, you know, received writing credit when she first entered Hollywood. And so the reality is, is that no matter where you find yourself, there will be influence that you can make. In the book, she adds, Bentley promoted me because he noticed the energy that I brought to the company. This is a company that she, you know, was um, writing for and that she received writing credit for. And the guy's name was Bentley that was in charge. She said, I wasn't doing no shoddy work. I wasn't, you know, phoning it in. She said, I was showing up every day, taking ownership of every task. And I think sometimes 
we get so caught up in doing the little things like, oh, that's beneath me that we miss the opportunity to get a lesson or learn a lesson. So we have to be ready to add value wherever we find ourselves. And you can do this by just by putting in the work, you know, create a space for God to bless you, create a space for you to expand yourself, create a space where opportunities can come your way. And then, Lord, let me tell y'all, one of my favorite things that I like to say is God makes everything possible. Um, that comes out of Luke 137, if you want a scripture to add that to your affirmation or your mantras when you feeling like ain't nothing working, your faith is taking a hit, go ahead and scream that one out. But what I really loved about this book is that it is rooted in faith. She gives so many, you know, instances of how God just came through for her. And when she thought that she would be down and out, how God would spin the block and make it happen. Uh, I think one of the funniest, well, it's not funny, but the whole book, she, you know, she drops her little gems, but she talks about how she wanted to buy a house and she had found this perfect house. And she was talking to all her friends and her friends were like giving her side eye, like, yeah, but you know, you might want to think about the privacy issue and yeah you might want to think about this and she's like but when you in love you can't see those things and I think about that in relationships too when we are so much in love with the idea of something with the idea of a person that we can't see ourselves you know can't see our our way out of it until God has to literally snatch it away from us so she says you know I'm putting in my bed on this house Number one, it was way out my price range. And she's like, they wanted a cash offer. And she said, I still put my offer in because I was like, I just knew God was going to show up for me. And he did by snatching it away. <laughs> he did. She was like, he did not let me get this house. And so she was like, you know, I didn't let no be the final answer. You know, she really wanted this house. In the end, she didn't get the house and she had to go back to the drawing board, which is a lesson to all of us is that it's not that God don't want to give it to us, right? He just wants to give it to us where it makes sense for where we are in our life. And so, she was like, I went and I kind of, you know, put God on notice. And she was like, I wrote my list out. And she was like, this was a hefty list. And she even gives y'all the list in the book. And she ends up getting a call from a realtor, you know, like I found this house. And it was like one of those, it can't be true moments. And she gets this house that freaking blows her mind. And she makes an emphasis to say is that when will we take the time to make the list and make the space for God to blow our minds? So often we want to be in control. We want to do it. We want to do it. We want, you know, we have to be in control, but only when we relinquish control, only when we just say, all right, partner, it's on you that we really get what our heart truly desires. And it's not just that, but it's exceedingly and 
abundantly that we get it. So um, there was a lot of moments that she says, like her her journal journey of being faithful um, took hits. And she was like, it wasn't easy for her to make it. Uh, she said there were times that she found herself crying in her apartment, wondering how I was going to make rent, how I was going to eat, how I was going to make this dream come to pass. Um, she had made a pact with her mom and her dad that if she didn't become successful in eight years, which was the time that it would take for her to you know, finish her residency, residency to become a doctor, that she would go back to school. And she's like, uh, thank God he did it at seven. Won't God do it? And anyway, she said, you know, you have to keep believing in yourself and but more importantly, believing God can do it. Many times she had to just remind herself that all things work together for good. And that's a reminder to us all that, you know, God is working in the background even when we don't think he is. And that's why it's important for us to keep pushing and pressing through. I just think that at times we can be the reason why things don't come to pass. And it's because we don't believe it. And so now, you know, start of God working on your blessed. Now he has to come back and work on your faith. And so we have to be mindful of the words that we are speaking to come to pass. Um, also, she talks about um, getting your mind right, which means really simply letting you know that God is in control. She says, God wants to give you a blank disc. He's erasing every thought that you ever programmed in you, dubbing it your original purpose, because that's not it. He's taking a Sharpie and rewriting history. So where others have called you hopeless, God has labeled you redeemed. And so many times, even in relationships, even in love, where we know that we should cut it, right? I think there's a lot of times we know that we should pull the plug on some friendships, on some relationships, on some jobs, you know, and just let God do his thing. But instead, we hold on thinking that, oh, no, it's going to come back around. When it has shown itself to be like a Nabra type situation. So we have to be willing to humble ourselves in those moments, not only humble ourselves to God's will, but also humbling ourselves to serve a greater purpose. Another lesson um, in the book she uh, talks about is the necessity for humility. I think when we, you know, don't feel too proud of ourselves, um, we find ourselves willing to just talk negatively to our, our inner child and um, just to get back at ourselves. Oh, well, we're not worthy enough or it's never going to happen. Those type of things. It it just doesn't serve you right. Um, in the book, she says, I remind Issa through my actions that I'm here to serve her vision. And sometimes we have to serve other people just to get, you know, get to our next level. And it's not uncommon for many bosses to, you know, 
you know, roll up on her like that, you know, like, girl, you good? What you need? Have you eaten? You want me to fish you a plate? And yeah, she has assistance and reps and stuff to tend to her needs. But she says in her, I choose to serve in this capacity, unasked, unexpected, because I understand the larger exchange at play. When we find ourselves in moments where God is on the sidelines, like put me in coach, right? So that I can go ahead and make it happen. If God is serving us, then why can't we serve other people? It is not beneath us to get out and and really just put the ball back in our court to let others know that he, I'm here to be a help and not a hindrance. I like in her book also that she reminds us that when you are at your wit's end. That is when God is ready to, you know, basically blow your mind. And she gives so many different examples of her mind being blown, even to the point of orchestrating a timeline. She talks about how she was on her way to Hollywood and she had just made it up in her mind like this can't be it and set a date on her calendar that she was going to go to Hollywood. She was going to do all these things. And um, she ends, ends up taking this trip to Cleveland and talking to a friend there. They're like, girl, come through. We, you know, you can stay on our couch and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, another opportunity opens up for her to do a casting, you know, call. And that so happened to be the same day that she had already booked her ticket. And she was just like, some things you just got to feel bamboozled. I don't want to give the book all the way to you guys, like give all the points. I really want you to go read it and listen to it and really just a little encouragement and a little inspiration as this year closed out that it's not too late to go after that thing. Um, I recently put up a post on Instagram and on my Facebook. If you saw me talking about the fourth quarter push, how God is the QB and we're the wide receiver and that sometimes God is ready to throw the ball to us. But because we're not doing all the things we need to do, we're not at practice. We're not in the gym. We're not in the playbook. We're not doing the things that he's asking us to do that when it's time for us to run our route and get the ball, we're ending up in the wrong place. So I encourage you to go revisit those things that you said you were going to do, the things that you are committed to, and make a plan to get them done. Don't um, feed into this notion that I can only start in January. No, you can start any day that God wake you up, put breath in your lungs, and more importantly, Go rediscover who you are in this season. Go find out your hobbies that you like. Go find the things that really inspire you and and really sit in that. Meditate on who are you and what do you want to do? What do you want to bring to the table? Because honestly, we are game changers. We are. With that, I bid you adieu. All right. So 
Y'all know how I like to say it. When life give you lemons, girl, make yourself a lemon martini. I hope you go read the book. Tag me on social media in your story. Um, what's your favorite chapter? I look forward well, to seeing Well, that is the those. end of today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. If we're not connected on Instagram, which is my favorite place to hang out, be sure to stop by and say hi at Martini Mama's podcast. Also, if you haven't done so, Please follow, rate, and review us. Higher ratings and higher reviews mean more dope moms can find us. And I keep bringing you fresh mom content that matters. Until next Thursday, be blessed.